The UN's Assistant Secretary-General hopes to see renewed focus from Pacific Development Partners on raising climate ambitions and diversifying island economies heading into the new year. Kani Wignaraja concludes a two-day visit to New Zealand today, where she's met with the government, members of parliament and policy institutions in Wellington and Auckland. This comes straight off the back of similar meetings held in Australia. Ms Wignaraja, who is also the UNDP's Asia-Pacific Regional Director, says the plus side of heightened geopolitical interest in the region is that more partners are actually listening to what Pacific leaders have to say. She spoke with Kuroi Hawkins, who began by asking if there's been any changes to development priorities following recent global and regional meetings, such as COP27 and the Pacific Islands Forum Leaders Meeting in September. I would say maybe a... um a more kind of a renewed or additional focus on uh, the whole um, level of climate ambition uh, and what we can do to accelerate some of the climate actions uh, that are needed. So uh, I would say there, um, working with UNDP uh, in the interest of seeing uh, the level of adaptation, what can we do more together? So maybe that comes out uh, much more. I feel also the um, question of uh, how fast uh, or faster we can help uh, Pacific Islands move to renewables uh, and ease not just the uh, the kind of uh, change their focus and energy transition, but also remember this is a huge um, weight on their debt uh, because they've got such large uh, fossil fuel bills that have to be paid. Uh, so that, I think, has also come out much more uh, than uh, than before. And maybe the third area that's gotten more um, focus uh, is uh, the whole area of development financing. And looking at this is how can one, both through climate financing, uh, the new instruments, uh, debt for nature swaps, uh, looking at um, risk insurance, um, and a range of instruments, I think, has, has come through more visibly uh, as necessary uh, in this dialogue and support to the Pacific. We, we've heard a lot about the geopolitics, about the increased interest in the region, um, and a lot about the negative side of that. But the other aspect of it is there's more resource, um, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, directed at the region in in terms first of all is that accurate and if it is how is that being positioned I guess or or utilized in a way that would benefit the Pacific countries I think you're right that uh, the geopolitics the the plus side of it has uh, as you said is greater attention uh, to what the Pacific Islands need uh, and therefore um, more resources flowing uh, in this um, to uh, this part of the world. Uh, maybe the two areas that I, I find uh, there is um, a tremendous value add is a lot of these uh, island uh, nations or territories have often been um, very single product uh, economies, right, that have not been able to diversify and haven't had the the depth or range of financing um, and institutions to diversify. I think with more of these funds coming through, uh, the hope is that, and primarily through the ocean economy, um, that these countries can actually um, get a better deal economically. 
and be able to um, have revenue sources um, that don't leave them so vulnerable to a single uh, sector. So I think that's a big one. And maybe the second is by having all this attention, um, it finally put um, front and center something Pacific Island leadership have been saying for a while that they've got very little uh, to do with carbon emissions. And it's not uh, on them that we're seeing the warming of the seas and the sinking of some of these atolls very quickly. Uh, and yet um, they've been ignored on this. But now uh, with more visibility, I think the whole issue of, of uh, saying we've got to look at how both uh, to invest more in the technologies, the infrastructure, looking at loss and damages, um, that's more on the table. Uh, so I think for both these reasons, um, that's a positive uh, uh, fall out of uh, being more at the centre of global attention. Coming back to your work here in New Zealand, are there any expected announcements or actions to come out of this visit? Well, I don't think a particular announcement, but I think uh, you will see um, in the coming uh, months and certainly headed into the new year, uh, hopefully that renewed uh, relationship uh, between New Zealand and UNDP, which has been very strong. Uh, but I hope to see it um, strengthened even further. And I would say it's in these big three areas of support to governance work, because that is so fundamental to UNDP's mandate, support to a more ambitious climate action agenda, and a support to really zooming in on some of the big gender disparities that are growing in the region. So when you put these three uh, things together, there is such a confluence of UNDPs and uh, the government of New Zealand, the people of New Zealand, uh, the support for these three big uh, items. And I think that is something I hope then shows uh, in the fact that New Zealand's always been a very reliable and trusted partner. And I certainly hope uh, it will continue to punch above its weight, uh, both from a voice and advocacy point of view, but also from a resourcing point of view.